just when you thought there was no hope for baby boomers. It's the Rational Boomer Podcast. Logic, common sense, compassion. Yeah, who knew? Now, here's Mike. Welcome back to the Rational Boomer Podcast. Hope you had a great week going into a big weekend. And you know, it's funny for me, I don't know why I look forward to the weekends. I mean, most of my life I worked, I got up at 4.30 in the morning, got home about 7, 7.30 at night. Fridays were always a big deal because then I was off for a couple days. But now <laughs> I'm doing TikToks and podcasts and pretty much whatever the hell I want. And still I look forward to Fridays. It must have something to do with my wife. Now, my wife, of course, is retired as well from teaching, but she got tired of doing nothing. <laughs> Something I apparently have not gotten tired of. But anyway, she has, so she's going back and substituting a few days a week. And uh, when Friday comes, then we know she's done for a couple days. We can enjoy the good weather finally, maybe a little freedom from this COVID, uh, COVID plague that we've had for a year. So the weekends are always a time to look forward to, even though I don't really have much change in my life, whether it be Tuesday or Friday. But I wanted to bring up a topic, and I brought up my wife and her teaching, because this was the first thing that brought me to consider this whole conversation. And this is a conversation that most of us had when we were about four or five years old with our moms. It's about lying. It's about the concerns about lying. It's about the consequences of lying. And mom always laid it out for you, and you understood it, so you did your best not to do it. Now, of course, as a young person, you'd want to try to avoid trouble, getting yelled at, getting spanked, whatever, so you might lie just to get away with it. The problem is moms always know when you're lying. No matter how good you are at lying, they catch you. Now, there is one acceptable lie, but it's only for certain people. That's the innocent white lie. Those are lies that wives can tell. Now, if you think men have equal rights in this, no. Wives can tell the white lie. Man tries to tell the white lie. Doesn't work because just like moms and because they're moms, they know exactly when you're lying. So you can lie all you want, but you get caught. There's no point to it. And it took me about 20 years to figure that out. <laughs> Fortunately, we're at 37 now and uh, we're fine. We understand the rules. I just do what I'm told, keep my mouth shut, and nobody gets hurt. <laughs> I'm kidding, kind of. Anyway, we're going to talk about lying. And the reason it came to mind with me is my wife reminded me of situations she's had at school. She can be in a classroom and have some pain-in-the-ass boy hit another boy or call a girl a name or do something outrageous. Now, my wife is one of these teachers that all the kids love, but she's tough as hell. She doesn't stand for shit, and she hates bullies. She's a good teacher. She can have a kid hit another kid in front of her while she's watching. She'll call the parents and say, your son hit such and such. The parent will say to her, well, my son says she, he didn't do it, so he didn't do it. 
My wife will say, you don't understand. I watched him do it. And they will say, well, no, he didn't do it. He says he didn't do it. She says, I watched him do it. And they will refuse to bend and continue to lie just to protect their agenda. Now, that just seems absolutely ridiculous, doesn't it? The teacher witnessed it. They say it didn't happen. So in their mind, it didn't happen. So you're not allowed to do anything. Well, my wife is a pretty wily teacher, so she she makes sure that these kids pay a price, whether directly or indirectly. But that's pretty appalling. I mean, most of us who got caught lying, our parents took care of that situation and made it clear in no uncertain terms this was a bad thing to do and that you shouldn't do it. And if you keep doing it, there's going to be some consequences. But clearly there's a lot of people that are young kids now and a lot of people that are older now, and a lot of people that are in politics now that never got that talking to. And if they did, they didn't listen. And if they didn't listen, even if they did listen, they didn't pay enough consequences to get them to stop doing it. Now, of course, when we talk about lying, Donald Trump is the king of the liars. We know that is a fact because what what did he do, like 30,000, 40,000 lies during his presidency? I mean, this knucklehead would lie about things you didn't even have to lie about. I mean, the first one that comes to mind is the inauguration. Now, see, he's so ego-driven. He has to be the best. And if he isn't the best, he tells everybody he's the best until they believe he's the best. And he insisted that more people came to his inauguration than any other inauguration in history. Well, the pictures tell you otherwise. The count tells you otherwise. It's just not true. But they continued to push that lie. And he made Sean Spicer, his spokesman, continue that lie. Even though you'd have to believe that Sean Spicer was educated and smart enough to understand that it's a lie. But he pushed that lie because his boss said pushed that lie. And he didn't care if it was a lie as long as he kept his job and kept his boss happy. You see how insidious this is? One guy lies, he has a little power, he makes other people lie, and they have some power, then they make other people lie, and then this lie becomes commonplace, and ultimately, some people, not everybody, but some people believe the bullshit. And this lie about the inauguration is of no consequence. It's piddly, it's stupid, it made no sense, it really did no damage. It was just the point that it was so obviously a lie. People were incredulous about it. Well, as time went on, we should have took that as a red flag because as time went on, of course, the lies got bigger, uh, more insidious, and more damaging to this country and our democracy. We had the Mueller report. There was all kinds of things going on around Donald Trump and the Russian meddling and all that kind of stuff. And they decided to have an investigation with a... uh, independent investigator. So they bring in Robert Mueller, and he does this investigation. Now, when the investigation is done, what happens? You know, we don't know all of what's going on while the investigation is happening. So the investigation goes to the attorney general, and the attorney general is uh, is uh, Donald Trump's BFF, And while he's supposed to be the lawyer for this country, he is, in fact, 
Donald Trump's defense attorney on everything that ever happens. So he gets this huge report on the Mueller report, and there's all kinds of things in there that implicate Donald Trump. Without even having enough time to really read the whole thing, he comes out to the public and says, yep, read it, nothing there. Well, he didn't read it. And what he did read, he misinterpreted to the public so he could lie to us, lie for Donald Trump, so that he could set public opinion in the proper perspective, where they want it, where it was beneficial to them. The unfortunate thing was other people did read the Mueller report, and there's at least 10 separate occasions of obstruction of justice by Donald Trump. But what does Donald Trump say? He says, oh, it totally exonerated me. I told you there was nothing there. Well, clearly there was something there. Donald Trump lied about it and just threw it out there and threw it out there. He had a platform, so he kept telling people he's he's totally exonerated. Then he influences Barr to carry out that lie by either omission or by just saying, yeah, nothing's there, nothing's there. The Democrats have no power in Congress at that point. And so this lie keeps getting pushed out. Then a large percentage of people believe it. I'll be honest with you. The focus that people do on what comes out in the news is very superficial. They hear something, they think, okay, that must be right. That's part of the reason why I do what I do on my TikToks or what I do here with the podcast. There are a lot of stories out there, and people either aren't paying attention or don't understand or whatever, so they really don't know what they're hearing. They're only hearing what somebody wants you to hear. So I try to take the news stories, kind of boil them down to the basic facts so they're very understandable and easy uh, for everybody. That's what media should be doing for us anyway. And then, then you can make some choices about what's real and what should happen to those circumstances. But they just send out these big waves of bullshit, and if that's all you hear, that's all you know, so you must believe it. You see how insidious lying can be, and how important it was to the Trump administration. So the Mueller report has these 10 different occasions of obstruction of justice by Donald Trump. But he says he's exonerated. And there's still a huge faction of people that say, yep, he said he was exonerated. Yep, he's exonerated. Well, the fact of the matter is they will also say, well, if he'd done something, they would have prosecuted him. Again, the lie or just the deception of that whole thing. We understand because Mueller himself said, well, we can't indict him because of some fucking memo. So Mueller understood that he couldn't indict him. That's why he didn't indict him. But they're using that as proof that Trump is guil- not guilty. It's very, perface- it's very pervasive. They lie. They pick things out to support their lie. And people that aren't paying attention believe the lie. And then it spreads. And then it becomes powerful. That was the entire strategy of the Trump administration. And it worked to a large degree. It worked so well that 74 million people voted for this piece of shit in 2020. 
Well, now it's a different situation because he's out of power and some things are going to be exposed. And we'll see if that switches people's ideas and their perceptions. Once they know what's true and what are the facts, will they change or will they stick to the agenda that they've been sticking to for five years? I don't know. And let's go on about the Russian meddling thing. Here's another lie. With the Russian meddling, we know they meddled in the 2016 election. We know this because our own intelligence agency investigated it, found it, found proof of it. So Donald Trump talks to uh, Vladimir Putin, and somebody asks him, do you think Russia meddled in the election? Donald Trump says, well, I talked to Vladimir Putin, and he says he didn't. I believe him. Really. You believe him over your own intelligence agency. You believe a guy who was once in the KGB, who's an adversary of this country. You trust him, but you don't trust your own intelligence agency. Well, why does he trust or at least push Vladimir Putin's message? Well, because it, it supports his agenda. If the Russians were meddling in 2016, that would mean that maybe Donald Trump's election or win is suspect. And he won't be having that because he won by the greatest electoral count in history, which again is not true. But enough people will believe it where it's beneficial to him. The lies continue to perpetuate. And lies are kind of like a pandemic. They spread. Once one person lies, the next person repeats the lie, the next person repeats the lie, and it just gets huge. You want proof of that? Let's talk about November 3rd, the election. Donald Trump was talking about election fraud before the election. And you know why? Because he knew he was going to get his ass kicked. That was his only option. There were plenty of polls. He knew what was going to happen, so he had to set it up so that when he did lie after the fact, that there was some basis for that lie. Well, there's really no basis for the lie, but the messages out there and the people who don't pay attention, the people that aren't aware, will buy into it. And that's exactly what happened. Election happens. Joe Biden wins by 7 million votes. And immediately they start calling election fraud. Well, the election fraud was tested, recounts, court cases, and not one bit of evidence was found that there was election fraud. Even the person handling the cybersecurity for Donald Trump's administration said, no, this was the safest election in history. But yet they still perpetuate the election fraud. And why? Because it helps their agenda. They lost, they can't handle they lost, so there must be some other explanation, and that explanation can only be that they cheated, we cheated. We've seen these kids when we're, when we're young, we're playing sports, kid misses a ball, oh, the sun was in my eye. He loses a game, oh, you cheated, you did this, you did this. For some reason in this country, there's a large amount of people that can't accept losing. And I'll tell you, in this life, there's plenty of losing to be had. Even the most successful people at some point lose. 
And to deny it and try to push through it is more detrimental to your life than just accepting it and learning and moving on. But that's what Trump, his followers, all the people that work for him, that's what they do. They can't accept a loss. So now they're pushing this election fraud, and we have this investigation in Arizona. Now, it was a shit show from the beginning. Anybody that had half a brain knew that. But the Arizona Senate said they're Republicans, and they're these QAnon freak Trump followers. And they said, yeah, we should look into it. So they look into it. They're slow as shit. They're looking for stupid things like watermarks, folds. It's absolutely ridiculous. And now, finally, people in the Republican Party in Arizona are saying, yeah, this is embarrassing. This is ridiculous. We can't do this anymore. We need to stop it. Nothing yet has been found. Nothing will be found unless they lie and phony it up. And that's certainly a possibility. But they're going so slow, they won't be done till August or September, and by that time it will be a dead issue. So you would think when something like the Arizona audit went so badly, and nothing has been found, and they've been embarrassed and ashamed of what's going on, you'd think that would be the end of the audits. Nope, it's not. They're up in Michigan. They're up in Pennsylvania. They want to do audits in all these places. There's only two things that are happening with these audits. Some fucked up group like the Cyber Ninjas are making tons of money. And the officials in those states are going to be embarrassed. And it's going to cost them in the elections. But yet they still do it. Now, If I'm in Michigan or Pennsylvania and I watch what's going down in Arizona, the last thing I want to do is repeat that. But no, they still want to do it because either they buy the lie or they need the lie to push their agenda. They're so concerned about what's going to happen if they lose. And as I said, in this world, in this country, in our lives, we're all going to lose one time or another. It's better to say, okay, I lost. What did I learn? Keep moving forward and try to win the next time. That's all you can do. You can't win all the time. And you can't lie to win because eventually it comes back to bite you in the ass. And we're now headed down that road for the Republicans and Donald Trump and all these people that this stuff is going to bite them in the ass. But they still hold on. They still hold on like one of the snapping turtles. They grab on and they will never let go. No matter how bad it gets, they could be thrown off a cliff, but they will still hold on. And that's problematic, not only for them, but for this country. It wastes a lot of time. It causes a lot of, of arguing and adversity. But it continues to persist. And then when they see that they're in trouble, that they can't win elections anymore because the demographics just don't work. There's fewer Republicans voting. A Republic, How long has it been since the Republicans won the popular vote, whether they won the election or not? It's been a long time. There's more Democrats that are voting for their people than Republicans voting for Republicans. Now, that's why we step in and we get 
gerrymandering. Game the system so even though we don't have enough voters, we can exclude some other voters and still win. We can game the system. And that's what's behind the voter suppression. And there's the lie again. They're saying they're doing these voter suppression laws to make elections more honest, make them more true to what they should be. Well, you'll, then you'll say, well, this last election was the safest election ever. And their answer to that is, well, there's nowhere it says you have to start preparing and protecting bef- until after the problems start. You can be proactive. Yeah. You're telling me that you want to start these protective strategies before the problem starts. No, you don't. That's the lie. The lie is that you're afraid that you're going to lose, and you're going to lose, so you got to game the system. So now the lie affects, comes from the president, affects uh, the people around him, affects Congress, now it affects the general public, and it affects the betterment of our lives and the pursuance of democracy and decency. You see how pervasive, you see how insidious lies are. And that's probably the biggest problem we have in this country, is lies and people believing the lies. Then there's the lie about the insurrection. This is absolutely amazing to me. We've got a horde of people, all of them Donald Trump fans, white supremacists, that's been proven out. Four to 500 people have been arrested. They are all Trump fans. They are all white supremacist types. That's all that's been arrested. No Antifa, no BLM. They weren't there. I'll be honest with you. If there were any BLM or if there were any Antifa at that event, the fighting would be amongst the crowd these white supremacists would go after the BLM and Antifa and try to look like the heroes. But that didn't happen. All they did was attack the Capitol. But people from the president to the white supremacist to people in Congress that were actually at risk want you to believe that either it was BLM and Antifa and or that it, that, that it wasn't that bad. Well, now, how can you possibly say that? We saw the video. We saw a guy beating a cop with a flag. We saw people spraying bear spray into cops' faces. We know that five people died. We know that more than 100 police officers were injured. We know that a couple officers committed suicide or have left the force because of what happened there. But the Republicans want to just say, well, we got to move on. We can't focus on 2020. You guys are just trying to weaponize this for 2022. They want to forget about it and let it go. These are the same people that had like 30 investigations into Benghazi where four or five people were killed. They swore that Hillary Clinton was responsible for this. But in all those 34 investigations, not one bit of evidence was found that Hillary Clinton had anything to do with it. There were no indictments. There was nothing. They want us to forget about a, a group of people, 
that wanted to overturn democracy. They want to just forget about that. But they want to continue to pound on Hillary Clinton, who is nothing more than a private citizen at this point. It seems a little disingenuous, don't you think? And again, it's all based on a lie. And the lie is there because they want to push their agenda forward. They want to knock down the opponents, and they want to push their agenda forward. Don't worry about the insurrectionists. What about Hillary Clinton and Obama? Well, at this point, I don't give a shit about Hillary Clinton and Obama. If there is something you had on either one of those two, and you could bring them to court, prosecute, and convict them, God bless you, do it. But you never have. You've never even gotten an indictment. So that only tells me what you're telling us about those two people are bullshit. And you're using it as a distraction so that you can perpetuate your lie. So that lie goes out and all the people hear it and they believe it and they buy into it. And that's why we have the divide, the divisiveness in this country. We've got a ton of people that not only believe the big lie, they believe every lie that these people put out. And then we have people that are normal that can see that it's a lie and want to do what's right and want the truth and want justice. And those people are fighting against us because it works against their agenda. And that's where we find ourselves in this problem. We got liars against people that listened to their mom when they were four or five years old, took it to heart, understood it, and realized that their lying was not only bad, but there are consequences to it. Because these people on the other side don't see the problem with lying. They don't understand that there will be consequences. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there that say, oh, there'll never be consequences. There'll never be consequences. That's not true. There will be consequences. We've seen things like this in the past. Remember Watergate? They tried to perpetuate a lie. They almost got away with it. But ultimately, it was all exposed. And these people paid the price. Remember Vietnam? Tons of people said we shouldn't be in Vietnam, and all the patriots said we should be there fighting for America. Well, we weren't fighting for America. We were fighting to keep communism out of South Vietnam. That might have been a worthy cause, but once it came to the point that we could do no good, we could never win this situation, we should have got out, saved a bunch of American lives, and moved on. We can't control everything. And that's unfortunate if we're trying to do the right thing. But if we can't, why would we risk lives? Why would we cause so much strife back in our own country? But again, it's all about a lie. you got to fight in Vietnam because you're a patriot. And this is just lies put out by administrations, people making money from wars. Lying has been a problem we've had for our entire history. In America. And that's what we really need to address. Now, all those past lies we can't do much with, but right now we have a lot of lies slapping us in the face, slapping down democracy in this country every freaking day. And the reason this has been able to get to this point is because of apathy. People got fat and lazy, sat back and said, well, the government will handle it. Yeah, that's not good, but what can we do about it? Well, now people are starting to wake up. 
they're tired of the lies. They're speaking out, pushing back, and that's what needs to happen. Everybody asks me, well, what can we do about it? Well, you need to stand up, speak out, and push back. They'll say, well, I'm just one guy. That can't help. That's true. People tell that of me, too. You're one guy doing this stuff. What good is it? Well, I'll tell you what good it is. First of all, I know in my heart for my personal well-being that I'm doing what's right, what I believe, what I know to be the truth. At least I'm doing that for myself. But if I speak up and cause some other people to think about it and speak up and they speak up, then somebody else speaks up, then we've got a crowd, a population of people that are awake, not woke, awake to the situation understand how detrimental it is and understand that they need to fight back because you know what it's going to affect their agenda if you allow the lies to perpetuate and infiltrate this entire country now our agendas even though our agendas are good we just want to lead a happy life we want our kids to be brought up safely we want to have grandkids and great-grandkids and just have some safety and security for our kids Well, that's at risk if we allow those lies to perpetuate, if we allow those lies to be sent out on a constant basis and these people aren't accountable. If we don't hold them accountable, that's risking our lives. That's risking our kids, grandkids, and great-grandkids' life. And if that doesn't make you mad enough to stand up and speak out, well, then you shouldn't just be involved in this little game we call America and democracy. There comes a point where you got to fight back a little bit. And your mouth and your mind are the most powerful things you own. And you need to use them in order to keep this country safe. Now, what's happening with Donald Trump out of office, we are seeing more and more of these lies being exposed. We're seeing more and more people becoming accountable for those lies. Now, people will say that, yeah, they'll never get caught. They'll not, nothing will ever happen. It's not true. The situation's different. The world is different. Our country is different now. Every year, things changed under this Trump administration. And now that he's gone and holds no power and the Republicans have less power, this is a chance to break through, expose everyone for what they are, and let the chips fall where they may. So that's why it's absolutely in important that when you see lies you refute them and you expose them so it's laid bare for society so they can no longer continue the lies that are damaging our country and all of us i remember when i was a little kid i had occasion to lie and to be perfectly honest with you i've always been kind of a good talker so i always thought i was a pretty good liar and actually with most people when i was younger and more more had a tendency to lie. I was a pretty good liar. I was pretty convincing. Could never convince my mom. Could never convince my wife when I was young. You know, you're a young man, you got more testosterone than an intellect, and you try. Nothing bad. You just don't tell the truth. Well, they know. They know instantly. And you got kids. You just can't lie to them. I don't know about anybody else, but I can't look at my kid or my grandkid in the face and lie to them. That would hurt me as much as it hurts them. But if you don't have 
that sense of conscience, you can lie to anybody and everybody and all the time, only so you better things for yourself. Those people have to be dealt with. I've had to deal with some in my personal life. People that just flat out lie to you and make you believe. At some point, you got to say, hold on a fucking minute. You're lying to me. I know you're lying to me. They will deny and deny and deny it. But you got to keep pushing it and hold them accountable. Sweep them out of your lives because they are going to do nothing but damage your lives. Same goes for the politicians. Same goes for the people, the cult members that follow those politicians. Until such time that they're willing to acknowledge the lies and say, yeah, I was wrong. They are a detriment to this country. Now, the fact of the matter is our experience with these kind of people is they will never, ever, ever do that. And that's troubling. So we're in a tight spot in this country, largely due to lies. My mom would be pissed off about this because she hated people that lied. My wife hates people that lie. That's the thing that bugs her the most. I can deal with people lying to me if I know they're lying. Then I know how to deal with the situation and how to deal with them. But it's the people that can't recognize the lie and just repeat the lie that are really the most danger in this country. Because let's be honest, politicians have power, businesses have power, but the real power is in public opinion. Nobody wants to be exposed for who they are. Nobody wants to be exposed as a liar, cheat, or a thief. So as long as they can hoodwink the population, they're winning. But once people see it, acknowledge it, and call them out on it, that's where they have a problem. That's where they lose. That's why it's important that each one of us stand up and speak out. As a single person, no, we can't do much good. But we're the start of doing some good as we get more and more people speaking out and pushing these clowns back. I hope for a, a country that has less lies, that has less cheaters, that has less criminals, that's what's going to make this country great again. If we, if we don't fight back against these things, we're just going to go further and further down the rabbit hole. And I'm not ready for that. I mean, I'm 61. I, my time on earth is more limited than, say, some of these younger folks. But I would like to leave this place a little better off than when I got here. I'm concerned about what my kids' lives and my grandkids' lives are going to be. I think no matter what happens, I'm going to be fine. But I'm fighting for those people that go after me. Because they maybe don't even know what they're walking into. They don't know how bad it is. So I try to inform those folks. And some of them look at me like I'm crazy or I'm an idiot. But I can't be too crazy if all I'm asking, if all I'm looking for is truth and justice. I don't care if it works for my agenda or not. I'm not a Democrat, so I'm not looking to gain ground for Democrats. The only reason I support Democrats now is because it's the only way to beat the the bigger evil, and that is the Republicans and Donald Trump and Trumplicans. Once that's over and we have the Democrats, now we got to be on their ass because they are capable of taking advantage of us too.
The people in this country are the people that should have the power. But the only way to have that power is to exercise it, insist on it, and take it back. And that's where we are right now. The Democrats are helping us get it out of the clutches of the Trumplicans, the Republicans, and Donald Trump, and those cult members. But once we're out of those clutches, the worst of the evils, then we still have to work hard, we still have to push, and we still have to stay on the politicians, regardless of what political party they're in. None of them have shown us complete respect. All of them have lied to us to further their agenda. We're in a tight spot here. We've got to get out of the hands and the clutches of the Republicans, but then we've got to get the power back to us. Got to stop believing lies. We've got to stop spreading those lies just because it helps our agenda. A lie is never good no matter who thinks they're gaining from it. It's got to be lies that take power away from us. Even if you think you're getting something out of it, it's still stealing from you. We got to strive for truth and justice. We probably will never get to that perfect place. That means the fight has to continue. We have to stay focused. We have to still keep our thumbs on every politician so we get what we deserve. When they get powerful and lazy and greedy, that's when we lose. And that's when the lies start. We've seen it for decades. And we will continue to see them for decades if we don't stand up now. We've got a lot of lies working, bad lies. So let's fight those off and knock them down. Get them out of the way. Get things a little better. And then we look at the rest so that we can ultimately get the power back where it belongs with the people. Oh, that got a little heavy, didn't it? (laughs) You know what? The next show, I got to do something a little lighter. I get tired of being heavy all the time. I think this is important. That's why I talked about it. But uh, I'm not a guy who takes myself too seriously. I like to laugh and joke and have fun and goof around, tell stories and that kind of thing. I think in the next one, maybe I'll do that just to change up the pace. (laughs) Anyway, I appreciate you taking the time to listen. I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. I hope you have a great weekend, and we'll be talking again real soon. Thanks for listening to the Rational Boomer Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.